As always, my co-host Dylan Reagan, and we're back here to make our picks for Week 16 in the uh, NFL season. And Dylan, we still got several weeks to go. Uh, we're not uh, we're not almost there just yet. We've still got several games left, and as we know, the playoff picture pretty wild right now. And uh, so let's just jump right in to our games of the week, which will obviously have uh, playoff implications as we start with our first game of the week. Uh, I told you, I, I think this is probably a game of the week on paper. Yeah. Maybe with how the game's played, if you love offense, it may not be. The Bills at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home uh, in this one. This is one of those games where, hey, I'm, I'm in the, the fantasy semifinals here, and I am sitting Josh Allen because I do not <laughs> trust the Bills here in this spot. Um, and, yeah, I just I think it's, it's one of those. We saw how ugly that game was last time, of course, the weather had a lot to do with that. I don't think I think Mac Jones will actually throw more than you know a couple passes yeah. here, more than likely. Uh, but even though the Patriots lost that game, the Colts, I just I, I still lean in their favor here um, because the, you know this is a big game for both teams, and I just I don't know about the Bills. I, I've been so up and down on them, and they've been pretty up and down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots here. Yeah, it's a obviously a huge game. I think the Bills definitely a team that has underperformed record-wise to the talent that they've had. They still have one of the best defenses in the league. Their offense has gotten back on track. If you know, if they had made some of the adjustments they did uh, against the Buccaneers a bit earlier in that game a couple of weeks ago, we might be talking about a different uh, thing here. And just so many things they couldn't do, obviously, that they would have liked to um, against the Patriots in their first matchup based on the weather and the circumstances. Even then, Josh Allen had some pretty great throws and just little plays that went against them i think they were a lot closer um than maybe it looked at certain points in that one the pats obviously their defense i still have a ton of trust in them despite what happened uh with jonathan taylor and that game against the colts obviously they have the block punt just a lot of things that went against them uh mac jones maybe didn't have his finest performance he was solid at certain points made some mistakes that you'd expect from a rookie to others and it's part of why eventually I just I feel like the Bills maybe are going to get them in this one. It's uh, in terms of the atmosphere. Obviously, New England has a great home field advantage. I, uh, the weather itself should work better to both offenses uh, from their point of view. It doesn't. It looks like partly cloudy in the high 30s. Shouldn't be terrible weather uh, compared to what we just saw in Buffalo the first matchup. And yeah, definitely a game that while like you're, as you're mentioning, it could be pretty ugly at certain points. Uh, teams that have made some mistakes um, and just haven't. Uh, you know, at certain points are a little conservative, especially New England with the way that they call their games. I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game, but obviously so much on the line. It essentially wraps up the division either way. I know New England still lost to Miami earlier this year, so they can't, Yeah, if, if you know, at the moment of this game, they can't clinch the division, but they essentially would with a win based on their schedule uh, finishing with the Dolphins and the Jaguars before that. Meanwhile, the Bills, though, they're in the driver's seat. They win this game. They have the better division record with the split uh, with the Patriots, so they'd have the tie break, and they finish the schedule with the Jets and the Falcons. So, yeah, I mean, it's a basically going to decide this division and ultimately possibly a playoff spot, at least from from Buffalo's point of view. I still think they'd probably get in based on their divisional record or a conference record and uh, the opponents they have left um, in the wild card race. But uh, yeah, so much on the line for both teams. Should be a lot of fun and uh, hopefully a game that we actually get to see really what the these teams' best punches are that they can throw at each other uh, when they don't have the wind howling at however many miles an hour. Yeah, uh, hopefully that is uh, the case. Uh, if it is, Josh McDaniels will, will love it again because uh, he will he will have a game plan that has already worked one time. We'll see how it turns out with this one. But, yeah, it should be a good game for sure. Our second game of the week, 
Ravens at the Bengals. Uh, Bengals also two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, and this one, uh, again, Dylan, you know, I like to bring up the fantasy aspect as a Jamar Chase fantasy <laughs> owner. Uh, I, I took the bold move of sitting him last week. Yep. Uh, and it worked because the Broncos <laughs> were, um, you know, they just completely shut him down. However, uh, I am taking the, the chance this week that I don't think Jamar Chase is going to go for 200 yards against the Ravens like he did the first time. But this does feel like a, a good matchup for the Bengals to be able to exploit some of the weaknesses of the Ravens defense. And, of course, as we always say, I mean, with the Ravens injuries, who plays, yeah. who doesn't, um, you know, and we'll talk about this throughout. But this entire, you know, who plays and who doesn't is not just going to apply to the teams with injuries. We know uh, it is much more wide ranging this week. And, and we are making these picks based on what we know as of Wednesday. Yeah. But a lot of this could change before we get to the games uh, on Saturday, Sunday, perhaps games on you know Monday, Tuesday, who knows. Uh, at this rate, but I think the Bengals are still, still the better pick here uh, with, with some unknowns with the Ravens. Yeah, and we'll see based on the health. I know that some of the cornerbacks for the Bengals have uh, shuffled in with uh, Cheeto Bayouzier being out last week, and then Trey Waynes came back and had a, a fantastic performance. And those things will have an impact. And we did just see if he if Huntley has to go, uh, how successful this Ravens offense can be. I just think that yeah. the, right now the he Bengals, was yeah, it was it was amazing to watch him. I think he was the top fantasy scorer of the week for quarterbacks at least through. Uh, I don't think anyone in the, all the four games this week uh, surpassed him, but at least after Sunday he was, he was at over thirty five points. But I think he's going to be facing a bit tougher defense. The Bengals, you know, as much as I've talked up the Packers, and at certain points their defense has played pretty well. There were points in that game where you, you saw some of their weaknesses they're still not one of the better run defenses in the league Cincinnati 10th and DVOA we saw what they did in the first matchup against uh, Baltimore and I don't necessarily think we're going to have a blowout like that again I'd, I'd have a hard time seeing them repeating what they did to the Steelers where they blew them out twice I just uh, I see it being a closer game here I just think I trust Cincinnati a bit more with the health obviously uh, we're not talking about the, the Ravens we're used to but uh, with all the injuries they have in their secondary and probably even worse places with more recent guys going down they're already 29th in dvoa against the pass and i just you look at what the, the bengals have done on offense some games where you expect more but it was a really tough scheme that the burrow's facing he also has had one of the i think the third worst offensive line in terms of how much time he's been given according to espn's uh, pass blocking win rate stats and it's you just see how quickly he's able to process things and how i don't know if baltimore right now with the health of their team has presents the same problems that a denver defense does um i, I just think that yeah this one they're going to be at home especially is so much to play for unlike the game we just talked about uh, I, I don't you know where i feel like both teams whoever loses i still feel good about getting the wild card it, it's a lot tougher with the the schedules that the bengals and ravens both have with uh, i think that one of them plays i think the bengals play the chiefs uh, remaining on their schedule the, the ravens get the rams and they both uh, also play teams like the Browns and Steelers in our division. So it's it's not going to be easy down the stretch for either of them. I think whoever wins this game puts themselves in obviously a fantastic position, especially the, the Bengals would have the two-game lead on the Ravens. They would have already wrapped up the division over them. It just depends on what happens with the other teams. So, yeah, it's uh, one that I am and really looking forward to. Obviously wish the Ravens were at full strength to see what they're capable of, and maybe they'll come in here and uh, you know prove the might of that, that organization, which has been so successful for so long, obviously. So the Bengals are more of recently getting back into the into the thick of the playoff conversation, but maybe this is a statement game for Burrow and this team that has kind of everything we talked about before the season that we thought or we hoped they could do. Uh, maybe we don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but we thought they could be pretty good and some of these picks would work out. So far, even if Jamar Chase has kind of not, you know, hasn't been performing at the level he did early in the year and 
Um, I still think they're heading the right direction, and a lot of it has to do with how Joe Burrow has just been so efficient and so smart and how he's been able to limit the hits despite having an offensive line that really has not been fantastic in, in front of him. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, in that one. Uh, hope Jamar Chase has a big game. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, to our betting locks, uh, we go. And um, the, this was a <laughs> yeah, this was a tough slate this week, um, as we'll talk about a lot of these games. Not necessarily is it. It's not necessarily a lot of them with close spreads, but it's just like it's that half point that always gets you. We always talk about that um, with some of these. That may be the case on this one. As for me. The Browns are at the Packers. The Packers are seven and a half point favorites in Green Bay. Um, again, tying the fantasy element of this, I may be having to go with the Packers defense in this scenario. I like it a bit more than I, I liked it against the Ravens. Um, but yeah. I, I, seven and a half is a lot of points here, I think, against the Browns. But again, like, we can me that. It's something that I can sort of lean on in making this a betting lock. I do think the Packers win by a touchdown. You know, can they win by eight points? That's the question. Uh, but I still think even at full strength for both teams, I think the Packers are a touchdown better than the Browns. Uh, and especially at Lambeau, I could see this being one of those games where, you know, Browns maybe just turn the ball over too much and um, the Packers take advantage and maybe win this by double digits. Yeah, I, I, I have the Packers as my winner here, obviously, as well. But I... You know, and I think they probably would have been my second pick to to be the the betting block. It's not even against the Browns. Obviously, we don't know who's going to be playing there. It's just I still think the Packers, for everything that happened in that Ravens game with the defenses we just talked about, I still think they have one of the best offenses, obviously, in the league. I think they're ranking in the other yeah, second in DVOA, first uh, in pass offense. And while the Browns defense has played pretty well, and we just saw them, you know, obviously Miles Garrett, a lot was made of him not putting up any stats against the Raiders offensive line. And uh, obviously they had a ton of guys out, and they still were able to put up a pretty solid performance for most of that game. And just barely, it took some pretty, pretty incredible plays by Derek Carr to get the Raiders back down the field there at the end of the game, with, even with penalties drawing them back. I just think Cincinnati's, or sorry, Cleveland's pass defense just isn't going to be able to cut it against the Packers, even with MVS going on the COVID list. We'll see. I believe he could still test out of it uh, before the game. But yeah, as long as Aaron Rodgers is back there, as long as Matt LaFleur is putting him into an offense that uh is a little more comfortable than some schemes that quarterbacks have in the league i'm gonna feel pretty good about them and man the poor browns it's so, such a crushing, crushing loss i think their defeat to the yeah their defeat to the uh raiders took their playoff uh, odds down 23 percent uh just a really tough defeat in a obviously they would have been in, in tied for first and been the team with the tiebreaker at the moment atop this division if they had won and they they closed with you know this is a game that if they somehow steal this one it really changes their odds um they have the Steelers and Bengals after this teams they could potentially beat if everyone's healthy but this might be the one that kind of at the end of the day we're like man uh that game against the Raiders is probably a crusher they're going to try to make up for it here I just don't uh, Christmas and Lambeau I don't know man I think the Packers are just uh, I think they're going to win by 10 points probably somewhere in that range yeah that's my thought process on this one um and who knows uh, maybe snow you never know we'll see yeah, I think the Packers uh, probably set something nicely for them in that scenario. All right, your betting lock, uh, the Chargers are at the Texans. The Chargers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Houston. Um, we, know our, we know our thoughts on the Chargers and um, guaranteeing anything when it comes to the Chargers, but you're going to go down this road. I, I'm not going with you, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, the Texans, look, they're, they're not very good, and we've kind of seen with them 
when you think maybe you know they were going to turn a corner against the Titans after they won that game against the Titans, it's just it's not happening. And Chargers, meanwhile, the better team. Uh, another fantasy implication here, Austin Eckler. Um, I think you know his status will be important to watch here. But but anyway, you slice it. The Chargers should win this game. I'm not as confident as you uh, when it comes to the nine and a half points, though. Yeah, I just uh, at the end of the day, I didn't really outside of the Packer game feel great about any other ones uh, down this list. Maybe could have taken a chance, and I thought, you know what, the Chargers' offense is pretty special. I don't know what Houston at this point they they win that game against the Jags, but uh, you know what are they really playing for overall? Um, you know they do have pride, obviously, and. I just, you know, we've seen them at certain points lose to some tougher opponents by pretty big margins. And I, you know, the Chargers for, you know, obviously a pretty devastating loss there to the Chiefs. They really, you know, would have been in first in the division, would have swept the Chiefs and felt great about their playoff odds. Now they're right in the thick of all the, of everything happening, but they do have really good odds still to make the postseason just because of their schedule. After, after this week, they get the Broncos and the Raiders. So combine that with the Texans game, I think they have probably one of the easier paths left of all these AFC wildcard contenders. And I just, you know, they have one of the best offenses in the league versus the worst offense DVOA wise in Houston. So maybe they'll just, uh, I could see Justin Herbert just playing so determined in this one, knowing that, you know, this is a game they have to take care of with those other two games. They could probably win this one and drop one of those and still get in the, the postseason. Um, so I think it's one where we're going to see the Chargers come out there fired up, playing as hard as they can. And ultimately, I just at the end of the day, I think they just have too much firepower for Houston to put up too large of a point total. We'll see. Maybe they'll keep it closer. Um, but again, out of the games left, yeah, I obviously had the Chargers as the pick. But out of the games left, I just did not feel fantastic about any other betting block. So ultimately landed on the, the biggest wild card usually week to week. But I think the Chargers are starting to become a little more – trustworthy in the in this justin herbert area era we'll see uh i guess as the weeks go on and, and the seasons go on but here we are yeah we'll see how it plays out uh, there all right on to our upsets uh we start with this one and listen you know you know where the two teams stand if i'm picking this team as my upset pick we know i've been picking against this team all year long but uh i'm i'm bought in now the colts at the cardinals uh the cardinals are one and a half point favorites at home here I, i'm going with the colts i just you know i, I think the cardinals I mean, what else do you say? I mean, they lost to the Lions. They didn't just lose to the Lions. Like, they got just completely outplayed um, in a lot of different areas, and that's not ideal against the Lions team that, as we know, has been the worst in the NFL for most of the season. Um, I just – I think the Colts will be able to, to take advantage of a lot of things here. I just – I don't know about the Cardinals anymore. And maybe, you know, I'm jumping off the train too quickly here, but I think the Colts may actually be a, a more well-rounded team at this point, and – uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance to pick them here. Yeah, it, it's funny that really one of the for all the things we've said about Carson Wentz being more solid uh, recently, I thought he had a pretty outside of a couple throws, pretty bad game against the yeah. Patriots. Wasn't so it's it, it's crazy to think that we're and I'm picking the Colts as well, but it's crazy to think we're picking them given this. You know, obviously Kyler struggled in that last game against the Lions and didn't have his best performance necessarily against the Rams either, but it's still Kyler Murray. I know they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but I feel like they're going to start to figure things out. This is one I really flip-flopped on, uh, a game that's a borderline as we talked about. If, if we had more upset picks, we probably would have put this maybe in the game of the week kind of category. It definitely has, on Christmas night, a ton on the line for both playoff pictures, teams that feel confident in their playoff chances, especially obviously the Cardinals are basically assured even if they lost out. I feel it's doubtful that all these other seven lost teams are all going to win out. I don't even think it's possible. So 
Um, but on this flip side for Indianapolis, you know, with that win last week, their their playoff odds have skyrocketed all the way to ninety percent. They're in a really good spot with their schedule, even if they lose this one. I just, yeah, I do have concerns about that Arizona front at this point. There were some gaping holes against the Lions that you, you imagine Jonathan Taylor in that offensive line with Indianapolis, and it's like, oh crap, this is going to not look good. Indianapolis's defense, also like you mentioned, has worked its way up to a the top ten unit uh, DVOA wise at this point. I, I think Arizona still has a lot of answers with their passing game. I still think they're going to be able to put up some points, but uh, yeah, I'm picking the Colts. I think it's going to be a really close one to the end of it. Um, maybe I, I also just not trying to take too much because away from what cliff has done this year but maybe i just kind of trust frank reich a little bit more and how he'll be able to scheme things up and uh their defense also yeah arizona's defense for all the things it was doing really well in the year and it still you know ranks as a pretty uh one of the better units it's kind of we've seen their over aggressiveness be a little bit exploited the last couple weeks the the rams did it but also we kind of saw detroit do the exact same thing and i don't know i'm just a little little scared with arizona and maybe this is part of me as a Rams fan uh hoping that the Arizona does lose but no I I really do think either way and I again I flip-flopped on this pick I think it's going to come down to a field goal either way just two really good teams and even if the one's going in a a better direction the last however many weeks I still think Arizona at home is going to fight back and it's going to end up being uh one of the more uh classic games of this weekend well listen closely on the next one it's the only other game you and i are going to pick differently uh in the entire week 16 slate says uh, i think that's right i'm looking down here yeah i think that's it other than the first one we talked about with the Patriots yep. and the bill so uh this is the dolphins at the saints saints three-point favorites uh, in new orleans this one i i think this is a this is a toss-up to me um i think at times the dolphins offense can be extremely frustrating and I, I think that's something that I kind of put into to play here, picking the Saints. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. And I think, I guess now we don't know if Jalen Waddle is going to play. Um, so I, I, it's not like I trust the Saints, right? Yeah. They, they've got their own issues. Uh, Dolphins defense has been pretty good, but I think I will go with the Saints here. I just, I don't know, Dolphins offense. I don't, I don't trust them. I just think that there's way too much inconsistency and i think playing in that building in new orleans uh i think they can make some make some mistakes i think the saints could force some mistakes and and maybe get the win there yeah i had the saints initially then i looked and i really only had i think the colts maybe were one of my (laughs) other upsets and the bills not too many on the on the total schedule and it's 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 about that inconsistency you just mentioned with the saints they really week to week have not been fantastic they've played some teams that i wouldn't say are some of the best in the league and still they gave up 40 you know for all the things we said about them in tampa bay and how they've had their number they gave up 40 points to the eagles not that long ago they've they've lost to the falcons they've lost to some pretty rough teams and i haven't seen much from their offense to indicate that they're going to put up a, a large point total on this one obviously i am scared about that saints defense and what they're going to be able to do against the Dolphins offense there I think it's a bit of a mismatch but at the same time we've seen the Saints and this team kind of have these come downs from the uh, games against the Bucks. we saw it last uh, time they faced them they went on the five game losing streak so part of me is like and you know the Dolphins didn't have their best game last week but they really had been rolling on defense before that uh, I think it's hilarious that after everything that 
uh, has happened with Duke Johnson and that running back room overall from Miami that he suddenly has that just fantastic performance and seems like a revelation for the Dolphins running game in terms of how he's able to see the field and find kind of holes where they otherwise some guys might miss even with that offensive line that hasn't been perfect by any means so maybe a bit of that addition being a safety net for Tua there um, more so of the defense maybe forcing some turnovers I think this game you know if you're looking at the under for the bet it's at 38 and a half I would probably go under the there unless we get some crazy you know really crazy plays that are, you know are schemed up where the defense can't figure out what's going on turnovers that kind of stuff but otherwise i think this would be a really sluggish game and one that you know a few weeks ago probably looked at it and said this is a terrible monday night game this isn't going to have any impact and sure enough the dolphins keep winning <laughs> the saints win their last two and now it's two teams that while the dolphins still have really low playoff odds just based on all the teams ahead of them they're still in the hunt they still have a chance they still have a chance of the division which is hilarious uh very unlikely buffalo would probably need to to lose another game uh to uh, one of their they need to lose probably new england and then lose another one New England have to lose out after that but hey miami's still could get in there who knows um i i do think that the saints probably still feel decent about their playoff odds but if they lose this one that's going to change dramatically so a game that yes random suddenly this monday night game that i really was like i don't have to pay too much attention to that i'm gonna now be very much intrigued by what we see yep i think it's an interesting game and like you said i would expect a low scoring game uh with that one all right quick picks uh start with the 49ers and the titans uh niners three and a half point favorites in this game I told you I thought the Titans would have one of those games like they did against the Steelers. Yeah. I think they're – I think this could be another one that's just a tough matchup for them. And I think the Niners, you know, are a team that I – quite frankly, I just trust them more right now than I I do the Titans after that game against the Steelers. And um, I – yeah, I I think the Niners have certainly found something. We see that with what they've been able to do, um, you know, over the last little while here and – I just, I just think the Niners are probably the better team right now. And so um, with that in mind, I'll pick the better team and go with the Niners. Yeah, purely looking at DVOA, they're seventh in the league. Tennessee 23rd. We've talked about Tennessee's been lower despite their record for most of the season just because of how they beat up on some bad teams, some close wins against good teams. And, yeah, Tennessee has not looked as strong lately. San Francisco obviously could have easily lost that game a couple weeks ago to Cincinnati. I figured they were going to take care of business. Probably should have made them the law because I thought – they would be against the Falcons, um, just based on what we've seen from Atlanta. And yeah, I'm picking San Francisco, but this game, uh, at least point total wise, I if I was betting in the three and a half, I might take Tennessee um, just uh, to cover at least. I I see it as almost a field goal game either way. Uh, Football Power Index from ESPN has it as only a 51 percent San Francisco win. That's like right there with the Baltimore. Uh, uh cincinnati game we just talked about in buffalo patriots so uh one of the probably one of the closer and more intriguing games and we get it and by the time you guys are listening to this it'll be the day of the game which is nice having football every other day essentially this week uh again um and one that yeah i I definitely trust san francisco more at this point but i could see tennessee a well-coached team and at home i could see them with the energy coming back and having a, a strong performance and trying to finally you know get closer to wrapping up uh that division that they still have the stranglehold on indianapolis based on uh, beating them twice but uh, if they lose this one it gets a lot a little more dicey in terms of them being able to hold on for that division falcons six point favorites uh, in this one and uh that kind of shows you what kind of season it's been for the lions they just beat the cardinals and find themselves now at six point underdogs on the road against the, the falcons but i mean it's another tough game to call um you know i think it's just <laughs> Who knows in terms of how this game plays out? I'll take the Falcons here. 
Uh, I don't trust the Falcons at any, you know, in any way, shape, or form. I guess Jared Goff's status is important too. For the Lions, uh, whether he plays, that factors into this as well. Um, I think the Falcons are just – I am so fascinated to see what the Falcons look like next season because I just think this is a team that just – even with their record, right? Like they're still – I mean, it's just like – I don't know. I, I am just – I'm very curious to see where they go from here. Yeah, I've, I, as we've talked about, this, the record has not really been indicative of what this team has been. They've been ranking as one of the worst DVOA teams in the league um, right down there with the Lions really at the end of the day. I don't know if they're that much better of a team. I mean, Detroit is ranking higher in DVOA by three spots, actually, at this point. So maybe we should be thinking possibly as an upset. Definitely as a better, I would consider this game as a possible, um, at least cover situation for an underdog. Maybe you can get a little value with the bet. I'm picking the Falcons just because we haven't seen the Lions consistently put together games. And the Rams, uh, three-point favorites on the road in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Um, Rams didn't look great against the Seahawks, but uh, Cooper Cup, uh, fantasy MVP for me, did look great. And uh, I'll bank on him doing the same against the Vikings here, who I think will give up a lot of, um, you know, perhaps looks to him. So I don't take the Rams on the road here. Yeah, it's a probably a game that can go either way. Uh, there's a reason the Rams are only favored by three here. Vikings, obviously, a ton to play for. They're in that three-way tie for that last playoff spot at the moment in the NFC. The Rams pretty much have locked it all up, but obviously the division now still on the line. If they didn't have that there, the Rams might start looking ahead to the postseason a bit more than worrying about these games. But at this point, I still think so much on the line for them, getting home field, not having to play in Dallas, in Tampa, in Green Bay, in Arizona to start the playoffs would be ideal their special teams have started to come around a bit more they finally have kind of found a returner after struggling all year in the return game overall um and they're still the better team and a lot of rankings overall at this point so while minnesota i think is solid I, I still think if the Rams play at their best they should win this one now obviously we haven't seen that consistently consistently we saw some mistakes by matthew stafford in that first half against the seahawks a lot of drives that were going and they got into seahawks territory a ton of times and just could not capitalize i, I don't know if that's going to consistently be an issue for them in this one uh, one big thing that the Rams have worked on is their run defense. We saw them get physically uh, the, the 49ers physically impose themselves on the Rams just a just a couple of weeks a, a few weeks ago, and since then the Rams run defense has been fantastic, shutting down the Cardinals. But also really all the times that the Seattle really wanted to get it going, they only had one drive where they had that many successful runs overall. The Rams did a good job. They have the fourth ranked run defense DVOA wise in the league which should tend to help them against Minnesota and what they're going to want to do. So, yeah, I think at this point I'll pick the Rams, but a game that should be pretty close, There's a, and especially with Minnesota being the home team. Jaguars at the Jets. Uh, the Jets are one-point favorites uh, at home in this one. I think this is the first time i picked the Jets to win a game all season. I think I've picked against them in every other scenario uh, now that I think about it. So uh, that should tell you something. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Robert Sala, I assume, is not going to be coaching in yeah. this game. I don't know if that's official yet, but um so that that's certainly you know not ideal for the jets but jags are a mess as we know and uh yeah i'll, I'll take the jets who've been playing a little bit better yeah i'm picking the jets as well just because i i did pick the jags last week thinking maybe they'll get back after the urban meyer firing and, and get back in the wheelhouse and get a win did not happen and yeah as you mentioned the jets on offense in particular even if their passing game hasn't been fantastic uh they've definitely found something on the ground they're at least a league average 15th in dvoa 
running the ball. Uh, so really, the, either team doesn't really have any unit ranking anywhere close to that <laughs> um, overall. So maybe that's part of it. Still think it's going to be low scoring. Still think it's going to be ugly. Um, but yeah, I think the Jets, even with that that slight spread, I'd probably feel decent about them being the, the team that's at least going to be a little more well-coached and a little more well-prepared for this game. This one seems pretty uh, an easy choice. The Giants at the Eagles. Eagles 10-point favorites at home in Philly for that one. I'm picking the Eagles here. They looked uh, look pretty good uh, in the at least the second half yeah. against Washington. Um, but you know when the offense gets going, they can do some good things. And I just uh, there's no optimism right now for the Giants. I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm picking the Eagles in this one. And it took kind of a fluky interception on that play where the ball bounced off Goddard's foot. Yes, as a <laughs> as a Dallas Goddard owner, the first play when I see that last night, I'm needing points. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like first play, this guy just <laughs> off the heel interception. I'm like, it's going to be this kind of night. But he he wound up turning it around. So he yes, had a good game. absolutely. And I yeah, the Philadelphia's I've talked about a few weeks ago i really felt like they're a team that no one along with the niners had kind of had slow starts but no one really wants to play in the nfc there's all these really strong teams that we think are the best of the best in the nfc but we could see some upsets come playoff time and if i'm the two seed out of the the teams right now they're the saints vikings the eagles i'm maybe thinking the eagles are the one i don't want to play with the physically imposing style that they have where this offense has gone it's crazy to think the eagles have a top seven dvoa offense third in rushing dvoa and yeah they've been really efficient there i think their defense is a little more imposing than what their rankings might indicate um and yeah the giants are just kind of a kind of a mess i only didn't pick the the eagles as a lock because i have done that it did not pan out well um so that's the only part of it i do think they should cover though i think they're that much better of a team than the giants and while the giants have a decent you know not one of the worst defenses necessarily in the league they're much better against the pass and the run which does not make them a good matchup for philadelphia Bucks dealing with a lot of injuries, uh, yet they're still 10.5-point favorites on the road against the Panthers. Uh, that kind of tells you where the Panthers are at. Picking the Bucks here, the points were kind of high, like I said, for a team that is dealing with a lot of injuries. But, I mean, you're probably not picking against the Bucks in this scenario, coming off a shutout loss. Um, I think that's uh, not, not something you expect here against the Panthers. No, we've seen plenty of games where Tom Brady comes back with a vengeance after tough defeats. Um, I think poor Carolina in this instance, we just, we just saw them – you know, at times try to keep the the game closer against the Bills, but I still think they don't have an offense that's going to scare any defense in the league, even one with Tampa Bay that's had some injuries, that has the back end that maybe at certain times hasn't been as um, as reliable depending on the opponent. I don't think Carolina has any of the, the, the kind of playmakers, and the especially a quarterback necessarily with the way that we've seen any of the three guys that have played uh, perform to scare Tampa Bay. So, yeah, Tampa's the easy pick, probably one that we'll look back on and, and think that maybe we should have made a lock, even with some of the playmakers as you mentioned, being out for Tampa. Well, this one could be ugly. The Bears at the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, six-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle. Picking the Seahawks here. I mean, I just mm, I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams. Right now, I think the Bears are just a mess on offense. Um, Seahawks, not much better, maybe, at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't think this is going to be a pretty game, but uh, Seahawks should, should take advantage and win. Yeah, I think they're the better team still. Um, I still think their offense has more to offer. Some, you know, a lot made of, obviously, and should be the missed pass interference call. Uh, obviously, a throw that could have been put more on to, to DJ Dallas. Obviously, he missed if he throws the ball much earlier, anticipating the, uh, the route from... Uh, DK Metcalf on a deep route that eventually got broken up by Jalen Ramsey and other paths these are these are throws that we usually see Russell Wilson hit where he's just a little off 
Um, but I do think, yeah, Chicago just at this point doesn't have as many things going for them that I think I'm going to be too scared of on offense. And we saw Seattle's defense has really stepped up. They've defended the run better. Um, overall, have gotten some pressure as they did against the Rams. Obviously, the Rams had a lot of guys, especially on the right side of the line, out on the COVID list, which made a huge impact there. But nonetheless, uh, the Bears' offensive line is – probably still worse than what the Rams put up there, even with the backups in. So um, I can see Seattle eating up front and yeah, a team that I, I think even though they don't are basically think they're like 0.1 playoff odds, they're essentially just out at this point as they clinch a losing record. Um, I think they're still going to play hard, still going to play for Pete Carroll and for, I think all these guys want to still prove that they're a, t- a playoff caliber team, even if it's not going to be the case this season, I think they're going to get the job done. The Steelers are at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs seven and a half point favorites uh, in KC there at Arrowhead. We've said it. I mean, the Chiefs are on a roll. Um, they have definitely found something. But as we know, who's going to play for the Chiefs? And yep. um, again, Tyreek Hill, fantasy owner, um, semifinals, playoffs, not an ideal scenario. But um, it is something where if Tyreek Hill's out, Travis Kelsey's out. This game gets a lot more interesting, but I think you're still picking the Chiefs here. Um, and, you know, I think the Chiefs' defense actually could be the reason why. I think yeah. they could do some things to frustrate the Steelers, and so I, I think that's the difference. But obviously, like I said, it gets more interesting uh, if, if, you know, two of the biggest weapons for Mahomes don't play. Yeah, I think that makes an impact for sure. We've seen, obviously, uh, the whole game they did not uh, they did not have – Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but we saw what happens for a top end offense when you don't have those guys. It's still it's still really hard to fill in those spots. And yeah, I think that that's something to consider here against the Steelers. But I still think the Chiefs at this point uh, have too much talent overall as a team. We'll see. I think there's a decent chance Chris Jones, given when he went on the COVID list, that he'll be back, which should really help that defense even more so uh, with what how important he is and how much, especially with Melvin Ingram being on the team, how they've been able to have Chris Jones inside a lot more. And it's just uh, really helped that team overall. And Yeah, they've really improved. Obviously, we talked about how terrible they were, the fact that they're the better than uh, – better than league average defense at this point top 11 pass defense in dvoa says a lot um and i yeah i just think that pittsburgh at this point they still have a defense that has some question marks and no matter who's in there with Mahomes, i'm still going to pick the chiefs as the winner especially at home here i i am a little scared of the final score being closer like a five point six point <laughs> yeah. game um maybe the steelers get a late touchdown we've seen them come back and, and put up points late in garbage time to make games closer than they appear so uh, that's the part of why I didn't really think about this as a lock, in addition to, obviously, the the biggest stars in Kelsey and, and, and Hill being on the COVID list. Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, Raiders favored by a point in this one. Uh, Andrew's got some news that uh, Jonathan Abram is going to be out for the year, uh, shoulder surgery. So that hurts the Raiders a bit, uh, certainly in the secondary, um, what he's able to do. But I was not going to pick the Raiders probably either way. Uh, I'm picking <laughs> the Broncos here. I, and, you know, I, I think it's another game that's a – most tight divisional matchups late in the season. Uh, Raiders coming off of that, you know, last second win against the Browns, but the, the Raiders did not play well at all in that game, watching that entire game, which, you know, it's funny because we, you know, a lot of us probably don't even watch entire games at this point. Yeah. Uh, we're watching red zone and everything, but, you know, that is a standalone game. I didn't think the Raiders looked that great, but uh, the Browns, we know, were missing a lot of players. Exactly. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that added to it. So I'm actually going to lean on the Broncos here. I mean, I guess, you know, that's another scenario. When you talk about Teddy Bridgewater and all that, um, that is something else too. You know, it yeah. comes into to play here, but 
Eh, this is kind of I don't know. I feel like it's it's more Broncos type of game than this one. Yeah, I'm picking Denver based on what I've seen from their defense, how they were able to handle Cincinnati, and yeah, how we we just saw a Raiders team uh, really struggle to put up points against a Cleveland, just completely uh, depleted Cleveland defense, and I'm concerned about that. The Raiders did uh, score in bunches against the the Broncos the first time they faced one of their better offensive performances of the league, probably right uh, or sorry of the season, right there with. Uh, their Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. Um, I just I, I have a hard time thinking they're going to replicate that at this point in the season. They've definitely hit a wall a bit, and obviously missing Darren Waller, no pun intended, has been a big reason for that. Um, we'll see. You know, and they've had some other guys get injured, and different guys enter the the COVID conversation with that game being delayed. And yeah, it's just a a tough game for you know both teams kind of in a tough spot here. Obviously, as you mentioned with Teddy being out. One that I, I probably could go either way, but yeah, it was one. Every time we do these picks, there's usually games I'll, I'll just easily put my pick in and and then move on. Other ones where I have to wait and kind of deliberate for a bit. This is one where I, I put the Broncos fairly quick. I don't know. I just had a feeling that with the way that they've played recently, I think that they're going to respond enough, and I think their defense maybe forces some takeaways, and that's why Denver gets the win here. And then it is Washington at the Cowboys. Cowboys ten half point favorites uh, here. Had this been ten, I'd maybe it entertained this thought. But um, yeah, I just I think Washington has been so up and down. And you know we talked about that was a that was a big loss to the Eagles. That was a chance for Washington to take a big step forward. But now you know you're kind of fighting, uh, you know, against some uh, really. I mean, again, this is a tough game for Washington, and so you lose this one, you're essentially out of it. Um, so I, I mean the Cowboys are the better team, and so I think they're the they're the easy pick here for me. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas as well. Um, I, I definitely feel really good at where they are um, overall as a team. They obviously didn't really blow out Washington the first time they played them. Washington made that game closer than it really was from large portions of it. We still want to see the Cowboys' offense play at the level that we think they're capable of. As we've talked about, if we thought if we knew their defense was going to be this good, um, uh, you know, would have probably maybe you know put them as a Super Bowl pick. Um, they've just been, they have the best ranked pass defense in the league. They've been solid against the run, and depending on who plays, especially for Washington at QB, not that Gilbert looked bad by any means, looked pretty solid given the circumstances, really. Um, I think Dallas is just a more complete team. I think their defense is really, really coming along. It's a big reason they won that game in the first place in Washington. I think their offense plays better in this one and probably one where another one kind of like tampa bay where we could look back and be like man we probably should have considered this as a lock even though yeah the 10 and a half just a little too scary given that how these teams have played over the years and even in the first matchup this season we will see what happens another interesting uh, slate in the nfl and there are picks for uh, week 16 and of course dylan as always have it covered over clutch points so lots of stuff going on over there um yeah just a lot happening as we enter the, the stretch run of the season here yeah, tons of coverage in the Clutch Points app. Obviously, the NBA games, depending on which ones happen on Christmas, uh, you can follow those in the Clutch Points app. Obviously, you can follow all NFL games in the app as well. Tons of coverage, betting previews for every single one of these games coming out. Uh, tons of uh, predictions and kind of uh, breakdowns for each team uh, for all these weeks 16 games, which is crazy to think it's not the second to last week. So used to that being the case that um said we have three weeks left including this one so yeah tons of coverage there all the all the covid stuff anything you need to know in terms of who's available in in terms of the covid list we have that covered not not the most fun stuff but nonetheless very important if you are in the fantasy playoffs to to be um as knowledgeable as possible about who's going to actually be available to play yeah it's uh it's wild i mean for sure and uh, we'll see how things unfold there 
proven before, but be sure to check all that out at Clutch Points. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast after you search for Accept Fast. And uh, thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Uh, happy holidays to everyone out there. And uh, again, we will uh, have everything you need over Clutch Points. And be sure to check all that out. And uh, again, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Fast podcast.